It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hey, podcast listeners. This is your humble host, Michael Smalley, and I just wanted to take a moment of your time before the show gets going to remind you about our online membership. It is an incredible resource to help you build a better relationship where we have taken all of our best video series and converted them into online courses. You can check out how to become a member at smalleyinstitute.com. So have you ever felt like you don't measure up to what your spouse wants? This can feel truly overwhelming because of the kinds of buttons it pushes. But take heart, my friends. There is a solution to this issue, and the best news of the day, it's you. That is coming up next on Smalley Marriage Radio. <sighs> I am your host, Michael Smalley, comma, PhD, along with my co-host, Seth Johnson, comma, fill in the blank. <laughs> See how I mean, he set you up to be shamed? I mean, I guess I have a BS. Yeah, that's true. So, along with Seth Johnson, comma, BS. <laughs> take, take, that wow. as, take that as you will. That couldn't have been more perfect. It's kinda, that was more than I ever dreamt it could have been. I guess just not enough people are proud of their BSs to list them after yeah. their name. And I think because it could also stand for something else that shall go unmentioned on this show because we are a family friendly show. <laughs> I like how you had to like be pretty preemptive about that, so I didn't say what it means. Mm-hmm. You're like, but we won't mention it. Yeah, <laughs> don't spell it up, please. Well, we got yet again another amazing question from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Love those questions. Well, yes, we do. And this one is pretty intense, uh, but it got me thinking that I would imagine there's more than just a few of you out there who are married or in a significant relationship, and you feel like you just don't measure up, right? Like anything you do falls short of the expectations of your spouse. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we chose to tackle it. And even though my voice is cracking, (laughs) let me me clear it. Yeah, you better? You good? What in the world? I don't even know. I don't know what's happening. Listeners, I apologize. So let me read the question. It's it's extensive, but I think it's important to hear. So this female listener wrote in and said, Just this morning, my husband asked me if me not going to the gym today would cause me to complain later. Now, can we stop there? And maybe we should handle I mean, I this question. <laughs> This is this might be how we handle this question. Dudes, please, you got to be smarter than that. <laughs> right? I mean, what is he doing? 
you're preemptively causing a major fight. I, I, am I wrong on this? Like, should you not know as a man? Yeah. Well, obviously I'm not going to ask her this question <laughs> or is it just me? I mean, I feel like I would see this and know that this wouldn't be the most beneficial way to put that. But Why are you I, trying to be so politically correct? But I also know where he's where he's coming from, or where he could be coming from, of actually just trying in never maybe not the best way to wait encourage her. Maybe not the best way <laughs> to encourage her. Okay, never is this <laughs> statement ever going to be a good way to encourage your wife. Fine. Hey, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use the voice he probably used, <laughs> right? Because that's what we know. Hey, uh, so you're not working out today? Is that gonna like cause me difficulty later? Because you can be a real jerk when you don't work out. So two things. Apparently, he's like a surfer, <laughs> West Coast guy. Yes, I was going for a drunk Donald Trump. And <laughs> feels like I missed it. And two, completely added in stuff that she wasn't even mentioning. I know. I like to change up the word. But seriously, everybody, don't stop it. Just stop it. Don't do that kind of a thing. You don't go to your spouse and say, hey, you're not doing this. You're going to be a real jerk later. I mean, how does that not get taken wrong? And I know he didn't say jerk later. But are you going to complain later today? Really? And I'll continue reading now. Thank you. <laughs> because she does melt down, as would be expected. I felt like I was going to explode in anger for him to say that. How I I love. She is so descriptive. She's like one of my favorite commenters ever. <laughs> How I really wanted to say, ask him at that moment was, do you have any idea why I even stress out about going to the gym? Do you have any idea why I have the worst self-esteem and marriage? Do you have any idea why I feel the way I do? Emphasis added. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. But that's, that's why. That's why you can't go to your spouse and make such an asinine statement as that. Hey, because you skipped on the gym, are you going to be complaining later? This is what you're going to get. A total meltdown. Now, she appears to be an avoider because she said what I wanted to say or ask. And so it felt it kind of feels like in her question all of this happened internally. And mm -hmm. I'm an avoider. Mm -hmm. So I understand this. Mm -hmm. I would have done the same thing. Didn't you experience me, quote, unquote, bawling someone out on the phone the other day and you <laughs> laughed at me because I was like, hey, sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> yeah, I apologize for reaming this person anew. And I was like, that was the most kind <laughs> reaming I've ever heard in my life. Like, sure, like you had a stern voice. Be like, excuse me, ma'am. <laughs> I know this isn't your fault at all. And you are a lovely, lovely person. But I, so I am miffed beyond belief. <laughs> I have anger in my heart. Not towards you. You're wonderful. Yeah. I know this isn't your fault. I've already sent a care package to your dress. Don't ask how I found it. <laughs> so true. Like, I'm sorry, Seth. I'm sorry you had to go through that and hear that. But honestly, if, if I take that approach as her husband did at the beginning of the day, I, I'm setting my spouse up to be defensive. And, and so clearly her thinking was defensive. Which I want to excuse, but I know I can't. But it's understandable. How's that? Yeah. Okay. 
We're not even. We're only like a third way through. I know. This question. I got really worked up over this. <laughs> yeah. So she continues. I had better self-esteem before marriage, and now I feel like I never measure up to him. He looks at other women constantly, and I even caught him locking eyes with another woman because he thought I wasn't around. I was walking up to him, and his back was to me. I was pregnant. He had our two-year-old with him. At that moment, I felt like walking away from our marriage. I felt cheated on. I felt like I didn't know who I married anymore. I did what I was supposed to and did not bring that situation up until later on. Now, let's pause again. I should probably start (laughs) marking on here. All right, until later on. Okay, yes, she is correct. So if you're out at the mall, you're it's during fun time, that is not the time to confront your husband if you think he's oogling at other women. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's invariably going to go wrong. Right. So she was right. Now, what I will say is the level of negative beliefs that she experienced or built up in that moment, she needs to check. Yes, that's actually exactly what was going through my head. So say it. The level of negative <laughs> beliefs that she had built up at that moment, she needs to put in check. <laughs> what? That was awesome. <laughs> I, right when I said it, I was like, you idiot. You have <laughs> totally set him up. You have set me up. I was up. like, yeah, here you go. So, but I mean, what? why did you, I, I think what I was trying to say was like, so what made you think the same thing? Right. Well, I'm I'm already in some ways in my mind in this question. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily being the devil's advocate, but trying to see things from the guy's point of view. Yeah, just to enhance the radio broadcast. Sure. Um, but so then I'm thinking, okay, what could have been going on with him internally that she saw externally? Like, so him locking eyes with this this woman. She, his wife, the uh, the listener says that he was holding. Um, they're two, they're two year old as well. And I know that like, dude, I always look at little kids and have fun with little kids when I hold them. People always look back at you. And so it could have in my mind just been as simple, like, dude, we just had this moment, like that woman was like checking out the kid. thought it was super precious looking at the father and he's like looking back. Yeah, this is my child. And that's, those are the kind of thoughts, Seth, that you do want to at least introduce to your thinking process. Mm -hmm. So it's totally fine for this wife to... I mean, she's already feeling insecure. Right. Right. She yeah. already feels like I don't. So it's natural for her to assume the worst and assume that he's checking out this other chick. And you'll hear more later on in her question. But where I want to encourage all of you is okay, but what do you do with that initial reaction? What do you do with that initial thought? Mm-hmm. Because it feels like she went down that road and just kept going right. in that direction. You do need to kind of stop and go, now, hold on a minute. I could be wrong. Yeah. Now, if there was there like... could have been another reason. If there was a wink involved, then, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe if he's she's getting like, her number. <laughs> right. I don't know. Maybe this is innocent. <laughs> but even then, you don't know. <laughs> yes. I mean, women true. give me their numbers all the time. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I was like, that. I've never <laughs> seen that happen. That never happens. So... Now, later on, she brings it up, which is good. I'm proud of her. You don't want to escalate at the mall. So later on, he said he had no idea what I was talking about. 
I'm going to pause again. I only made it one more sentence. <laughs> what in the world? This is like the, my most favorite way I have ever unpacked a listener's question. So just make a note, executive producer. From now on, I, it, I kind of feel like I'm doing live play-by-play. Wait, and I feel like I just got a promotion from producer to executive oh, producer. Oh, great. <laughs> listeners, you heard it. Now, what's interesting about the executive producer position is you actually make less than a traditional producer. That's not how that works. I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> accurate. So he said he had no idea what I was talking about. I, the reason I want to pause is this is why, folks, that we try to tell you on this show, don't talk about facts. When you talk about facts, it breeds defensiveness. It breeds other facts. So my guess is she came at him, and I, and I won't, and I don't mean to say that like, I don't know how her attitude was. Right. I mean, guy, the level of hurt that she describes, I, I'd be surprised if she was super loving and calm. She could have been, mm-hmm. making no judgment. But even in a calm manner, yeah, she if I come at this. you mm-hmm. with facts, you're going to come back with facts. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, I don't, what are you talking about? Right. Okay. Which is, you know, going to be a big part of today's show. And he could be. What she needs to actually share with him. And he could be completely honest in that as it well. Could like be. he has no, because for him, it you wasn't a thing. Anything. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I have no idea what you're, like, I remember the day and the event maybe that you're talking about, but not that. Yeah. But like I said, if, uh, if she came at with, at him with how, this event made him feel. It didn't you matter. You did this. It, you looked at her. You locked eyes. You prefer brunettes, which you'll understand later. Right. Well, I was going the opposite. You apparently weren't listening to me. It's fine. I rarely pay attention to you. I was saying, but if she did, if she did the opposite and said, "This is how this event felt, made me feel," it doesn't matter if he remembers the event or not. Yes. Pretty yeah. Much. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Well said. Sorry, I interrupted you rudely. Yeah. I constantly, going on now, I constantly don't feel like he doesn't have eyes for only me, especially when it comes to brunettes. I am really blonde and fit, thin women. I am not and had a baby 10 months ago. I am 20 pounds lighter than when we got married, and he said he doesn't notice a difference. I thought that would help, but it obviously hadn't. Is it really just a low self-esteem, or is there something I can say to my husband to help him understand it's slowly killing me inside. I feel worthless. Please help. Got intense at the end. Yeah, I would say the intensity reigned throughout. <laughs> yes, it did. Well, I meant, I guess, intense in terms of her plea for help. Yeah. And we are here to help. So that's what we're going to do right now. But that is coming up after this commercial break. So Seth has actually recorded a very special new commercial break from one of our spawn. Why are you looking at me blankly? I'm I'm waiting to see how you spin this. <laughs> I just I wanted to like get a reaction, and you just kind of went blank and terrifying. <laughs> because the, I'm like, okay, what's he going to say, and how am I going to use my BS degree to <laughs> <laughs> make this happen? <laughs> It's so good. You know, I will take a pause, though, because I've mentioned this several times that often we give really important, helpful information at the end of a podcast, and maybe not everybody listens all the way to the end. Okay. So now we're doing it. 
Okay, well, what do you want to tell the listening audience? I'm going to ask you, what is my most favorite thing to promote on our interweb site? Your most favorite thing to podcast. Okay. What's the other favorite thing? <laughs> Your online courses. Yes! So, folks, if you are wanting to build a better relationship starting right now, go to smalleyinstitute.com. We've got free online courses that are super amazing. We've got one for your personality using the Smalley Animal personality. We've got one on the number one reason relationships fail. And we also have one on the couple's communication course. Those three are totally free. Yeah. Did you hear the rhyme? Those three are totally free. Yeah. That's just you can make a little commercial jingle now. That's just natural. You put the music. (laughs) I'll do the lyrics. So check those out at smalleyinstitute.com. Honestly, the online courses are amazing. There are hours and hours of our best video series all converted to an online platform that you can watch from any device. Any. Any of them. So check those out at smalleyinstitute.com. All right, back to the show. So what do you do when you don't feel like you measure up? Right, that was kind of one of her big issues. Is like I don't measure up, and I really feel like this listener nailed it when she used the word almost at the very end of her question, when she said, "I feel worthless, worthless," and that's kind of what you brought up earlier as we were dissecting doing the cool relational play by play of the question, is that. It is far better for us in any kind of difficult conversation to stick to me, stick to mm-hmm. my feelings, stick to my buttons, which is why you'd want to take the number one reason relationships fails online course because it teaches you how to get to what's really bothering you. Yeah, get to those buttons. Yeah. And so if I need to have a tough conversation with my wife or if you need one with Shauna, then the worst thing we can do is go at our spouse with facts. I mean, we know that. We, you know what happens. I know, but I still, I still do. That's one of my you have biggest a sickness. <laughs> it's, I do. It's called sin. Yes. I uh, yeah. I just love him so much, and I know it's not healthy. And I try, and I think I've gotten better. You can ask Shauna. Maybe we'll have her back on the show. Yeah, I don't think you've gotten better. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And that's a fact, Jack. No, but all I'm saying is we've got to be able to talk about our feelings or our needs and don't point the finger don't use it as a Mm -hmm. criticism session um and so really your first job if you feel like you're not measuring up is to identify what's really bothering you right and what's really bothering you and if you've listened to any of our other shows or many of them what's really bothering you are these things we call buttons right it's like when you say ah that totally pushed my buttons well what are buttons Feeling worthless, feeling like a failure, feeling rejected, disconnected, feeling controlled. Dishonored. Yeah. Dishonored. Those are some of the do big you have a list of these somewhere? I do. In that free online course. Oh. The number one reason relationships fail. There you go. You can get all the buttons. So theoretically, you could like print that up and then you know circle the buttons that you feel and be like, hey, dude, hey, these are the ways you that could I feel. print it up or you could even access the course on your phone. Yeah. It's amazing. So that's your really your first job when you're not. So it's not so much that I, I'm not measuring up. It's what if I'm not measuring up, how does that make me feel? feel right. So what are my buttons? Well, I think even just 
uh, just identifying and being able to, like, to, to cut to the quick of these issues, I think will already oh, immediately give clarity yeah. to certain things, or it has a possibility to, like, realize that, oh, it actually isn't about what initially I was feeling that it was about. Because um, when you're identifying those buttons, you're like, okay, so that was just, like, the this symptom maybe or well for for this listener it's not that he locked quote unquote eyes with some woman it's that i'm feeling worthless mm-hmm. and so when that happened that's what i felt as i felt worthless and i'm just telling you most we most of us are just regular dysfunction right we're just normally dysfunctional cuz nobody's free from sin so we're all dysfunctional right very few of us are specially dysfunctional. I say this all the time. So I'm telling you, the chances that you married someone that every day wakes up and just tries to come up with new and creative ways to destroy you mm-hmm. is not highly likely. It, it right. could, mm-hmm. but it's not likely. So most of us, like I don't want my wife to feel worthless. I don't want her to feel judged or condemned. I don't want to feel like a failure. Right. And so that's why it's important to share those words because when I hear them, I'm imp- I'm typically instantly engaged in a positive manner mm-hmm. with her. Like, holy cow, I had no idea that was humiliating. Yeah. How can I make this right? That's why we want to get to those buttons. And so now that you've kind of identified what the real issue is, make time to share your feelings, but keep it about you. So what she needs to do, or any of you who feel like you don't measure up or you have something important to try to discuss with your spouse, that conversation, I need to be using a lot of I statements. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen. And, and gosh, I, I like to, with people, I like to even start with, look, I could be wrong. Yeah. So that kind of a little bit of humility and right. there will go a long way to softening someone. And I don't do it to soften them up so I get what I want. <laughs> right. I do I it because up. the truth is I could be wrong. Right. And I've learned over 23 years of helping people professionally. Many times I am wrong. So that's why I never start with that statement because I just haven't been wrong yet. So Yeah. <laughs> just that statement. <laughs> I'm actually moving further away from Seth right now in the studio as I fear for his life in a lightning bolt. <laughs> there has been some thunder happening. I know. There really has been, actually. <laughs> God's warming up. He's like, all right, Seth. <laughs> it gets even more ominous the more you talk, Seth. Yeah. Here Start it talking. Look, darker. <laughs> Say something else. <No>. Lightning. <laughs> so now that you've identified that real issue, as you share, say, hey, listen, this is how I felt. You don't want that to be a critical conversation. Right, So if you try to sit your spouse down about something important and all you do is point the finger, blame, and attack, and Mm -hmm. criticize, it's not going to go well. Right. I'm going to immediately throw up a defensive wall. Exactly. Anybody would. And so we've got to keep it positive, but we've got to keep it about myself because it's easier for your spouse to receive it if you keep it about you. Mm -hmm. Right? Then you got to identify what your needs are. So I don't know what your needs are. Many times your spouse isn't going to know what your needs are. So that is your job and your job alone. Yeah. Do you know why I'm kind of emphasizing this? Well, so you can have some sort of resolution. Well, yes. And I get tired of people who have this belief that if my spouse loved me, they should know what I need. Yeah. Stop it. That 
your spouse cannot read your mind. Mm-hmm. So it is my responsibility. Uh, I've used the example before. If if I tend to be the one to to organize uh, date nights for my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Well, if I'm feeling a little bankrupt emotionally and I need my wife, I would like my wife to plan a date night for us. I need to go to her and ask. Right. I can't just keep not doing it and not saying anything and getting more offended and more offended. I need to go to her and go, hey, you know what I would love this week is would you be open to, you know, doing a fun special date night? I just that would be very meaningful. Whatever. Yeah. And ask. Now, if they blow you off at that point, then there's there's probably going to be Or else it's a guessing game on the spouse's part. And, like, over the long term of your relationship, it's just them trial by error figuring things out. And you might not ever figure it out. Which doesn't feel safe, by the way. Yeah. Because if you're like, holy cow, if I don't get this right, I'm dead. Mm -hmm. It's not a very safe thing. So we need to take responsibility and know what our needs are. If he's if your spouse is having difficulty understanding, you know, my dad had a great book called The Lang oh, great. <laughs> The Language of Love. <laughs> I totally there's like another newer book where they kind of ripped off that title and called it something different, but and I almost went with the the later book. The language of love is how to create a word picture. Right? And a word picture is another way you could say is a parable. It's it's mm-hmm. try to speak the language of the person you're trying to get to understand you. Yeah. So put it in their terms, yeah. their vernacular. Yeah. So if my wife is trying to get me to understand something, she might want to relate it to sports or relate it to one of my um, you know, some of the things that matter to me, right? She might maybe she's feeling rejected or maybe she's frustrated at her job. And she doesn't think I'm getting it. She might want to relate it back to a time that I had also felt frustrated with my job. Mm-hmm. You know, like, remember right. when you used to work for so-and-so? Oh, he was the worst. That's how I'm feeling now. Mm-hmm. What? Then I get it. She engages me on a, on a really deeply emotional level. Well, because it allows uh, your spouse to not just um, cognitively understand but it will bring them back to an emotional understanding that they've had as well so then they can have more empathy for the situation and more likely uh respond with action yeah well finally you want to take ownership of your part so if you're trying to share something important to your spouse you also want that attitude of of ownership kind of like what i said hey i could be wrong do you remember that you seem distracted I I definitely got distracted on my other parts of producing. Uh huh. You were looking at videos again, weren't you? <laughs> no, I was looking at signal levels. Oh, uh, <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> silent. Guys, we've got to multitask over here. <laughs> so it's kind of like what I said earlier that you know, hey, hun, I might be wrong. That that's me taking ownership for my stuff. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, oftentimes in conflict, it's very rarely a one-sided affair. Like when you're in conflict with your spouse. So I I can just assure you that most often you can own your part. So she might be able to own, hey, I may have been really quick to judge you at the mall. Mm -hmm. That could be that. I mean, that's something good she can own. So taking ownership helps the other person relax and receive what's most important. Yeah. Which is, 
hey, I, I feel worthless in this relationship. Like, I can't measure up. Like, I'm a failure. They can receive that if you're willing to take and own your own part. So if your spouse responds well, that's kind of what I got with the close out this, this show, is he could respond well. And if he responds well, then my encouragement is to keep moving forward. Like, keep that positive momentum going. Never stop learning. So, you know, li- th- things like listening to this podcast or signing up for one of our free online courses or paying for the entire course library, those are really healthy things to do because if when you have an attitude of learning and discovery, then guess what? Shockingly, your life tends to go better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, whoa. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. It's like when people tell me I'm not really a reader. Oh, really? Because think about what that says. They're not really a reader. I don't care. I'm not interested in learning. I'm not interested in growing. Now, look, you might say I'm not really a reader, but I love audiobooks. That's fine. Because right. you're still learning. So I'm not dissing audiobooks. And our podcast is a way to learn. But a lot of times, I don't hear people that are really engaged in continued growth. I don't ever hear them say I'm not really a reader. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you want to keep learning. And then if they've responded well, you want to be that person you want your spouse to be. Right? That's that, mm-hmm. that golden rule. I can't tell you how many issues that could solve if you would just do what you wish your spouse was doing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how Christ's words <laughs> can be so powerful. But what if they don't respond well? Prayer. Mm-hmm. It's your best friend. Yeah, it is. And... Do, do you ever, is it just me or do you ever feel like Christians often belittle the idea of prayer? Yes. Well, I guess I just, all I can do now is pray. Yeah. You're like, wait. It's like the last resort thing. Exactly. I can't do anything else. Like, I don't have any more time, money, or authority yeah, to I've give. Yeah, I've tried so. all of my own efforts. So, the, so I guess all I have left is The littlest prayer. thing I can do is beseech an almighty God who yeah. loves me. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's all I can do. So that's why I wanted to highlight it, because prayer really is your best friend. I want you to cry out to God for what you need and what you're hoping for. So be honest. Mm -hmm. She can say, Lord, I wish I had a husband who valued me for me. You can cry that out. Nothing wrong. However, you want to make sure and ask the Holy Spirit in your prayer to reveal anything you might be missing about yourself. Yeah. So I guarantee you this woman plays a role in her own life. (laughs) Right. (laughs) As we tend to do. Is that a stretch? No. And and please, listener, please do not hear me. I am not blaming you for any of the negative, hurtful uh, ways that your husband is treating you. That is, I'm not blaming you for it, but I am saying, I'm telling you, girlfriend, there you have something. And the good news is you're the only one who can deal with that. And mm-hmm. you can. Like, I can deal with me. I can't control my wife. I can't right. make her do the right thing. So it starts with me. But then finally, as you're praying, desire his will above all else. Right? It's that classic Jesus prayer in the garden. Mm-hmm. Not Lord, will, is there any other way but not mine? I want your will done. Yeah. Because that's, that's a hard thing to do because, uh, like in Christ's case, that meant his uh, God's will uh, was sacrifice. Yeah. And so that could be for you too. Right. Amy, God, 
I don't know how much I can share about this, so I won't. <laughs> I'll give very little. But she got an email from a, a, one of her favorite clients who on the outside might look like this person is being a doormat. Mm-hmm. And I think she tried to challenge this person on that. And I love this person's response was, I've never really looked at it as being a doormat. I kind of looked at it as I was trying to be as Christ-like as possible. Mm. That Yeah, the things being done to me are not cool, but I feel called to unconditionally love my spouse. Man, it was, wow. Yeah. I was like, you're my hero. You're <laughs> my hero. So go to prayer if, if your spouse doesn't respond well to this conversation. Two, you want to have patience. So truly... Time is your best friend. So don't put a time limit on it. Don't go, well, I can handle another month, and if it doesn't change in a... No. Yeah. I don't care how long it takes. We're never allowed to quit. Yeah, there we... is no quit in Christ. <laughs> oh, that's so Pinterest-worthy. <laughs> and we've talked about that on numerous yeah. shows of just, yeah, you can't put this uh, finite time on like, well, I, you know, I gave him two months of just... yeah. I've been dealing with this for six months. I know it's miserable. But yeah. maybe maybe there's a part that you're doing that is making this more difficult for yourself. Mm-hmm. Did I say anything that made sense in that last statement? I was just agreeing. Just Felt move along. super complicated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I said. <laughs> and this this point here on the patience is recognize that you actually don't need your spouse to change in order for you to be happy. Mm-hmm. That one point launched our entire next show because it yeah. got me. It just reminded me of where I have that theory, where I got that theory. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, at some point, you got to grow up and go, hey, people, places, and things don't dictate my level of happiness in the world. I do. And right. my relationship with Christ. Right. Yeah. Mm. Realty, you're a slave to them. And then lastly, if they again, if they didn't respond well, build community. So take on a mentor. I prefer the same sex, just so nothing gets goofy or complicated. Mm-hmm. But take on a mentor. Join a Bible study. You know, our mutual, very dear friend, Casey McCown, you know, it was so fun. And we've shared it before, but how he has intentionally cultivated relationships with people in different areas, law, finances, Bible, pastoring. Musician. Musically. <laughs> counseling wise you want to surround yourself with really good people that can speak truth into your life right because you're going to need it Mm -hmm. because it may be a long haul but you can still be okay wow that's a good (sighs) question that was i enjoyed it how long have we gone so far oh about 34 minutes every time i think we i just thought we went an hour and a half (laughs) No, no we could. can't stop listening. Kind of, I mean, we content. we could keep dissecting more. I'm sure. No, so hey, on this podcast episode, and most all of them, at least our more recent episodes, you can download the Reignite Your Marriage app, and we have links on iTunes, links on Google Play for Windows phones <laughs> or Amazon App Store phone. Uh, we have all the direct links to download that. The app is free. It's incredibly useful. It's been really popular. It's been very exciting. I love that I have an app. He gets giddy. I do. I get very giddy. And 
Don't forget about those online courses we talked about at our commercial break. First ever. <laughs> our first ever commercial. commercial break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, smalleyinstitute.com. You can sign up for a free course or you can buy our entire library of courses that comes with a lot of studies. It's pretty wicked cool. Yep. And if you have a moment, if you enjoy the show or not, if you can jump on uh, iTunes and leave us a review, just helps us uh, get out there and helps us extend our reach. Yes, it does. Well, Smalley Marriage Radio is brought to you by the Smalley Institute. If your marriage is on life support, reignite your relationship in only two days. Find out more online at smalleyinstitute.com or call us toll free at 888-565-6462. Did you hear the news? Metro PCS is now Metro by T-Mobile. Now you get new plans with unlimited high-speed data all month long, all on the T-Mobile network. Check out the new Metro by T-Mobile today and discover the smarter way to get unlimited. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. During congestion, the fraction of customers using greater than 35 gigs per month may notice reduced speeds. And Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus some T-Mobile customers. Video streams at 4 p Coverage not available in some areas. See store for details and terms and conditions.